evening, good night, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Welcome back to the Queer Cat Club. This is David Davy, and this is Tara Watson. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while. We've been busy. We're always saying that, though. <laughs> yeah, literally really every podcast we say that. It's hard to get us together, you know. Like we live together, but we live separate lives, pretty much. Pretty much, we yeah. only watch TV together once a night and we only spend every meal together. Mm. But just getting us together to have a good old chat is difficult. It is. No, not really. Yeah. Um, but Buffy's here, so that's what we've been waiting. She's here. Yep. She's above us. Sitting studiously. She's um, yeah, on the staircase above us. Hello. So, starting with the safe schools bullshit. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which is a technical term. <laughs> So for international listeners, you might you won't know about this, or you might if you follow us, but uh, you follow Australian um, affairs this much, but you might. Okay, so out of nowhere, a bunch of fucking backbenchers and right-wing MPs have come out against the Safe Schools anti-bullying program, which is some of it is specific to LGBTIQ people and, you know, educating kids about like removing stigma and educating yeah and yeah. yeah so this has been this this program's been going on for a while it's not new but some people have got a hold of it and have said some insanely insulting and degrading things about the program but really just degrading things about LGBTIQI yeah. people yeah yeah so um oh this MP George Christensen recently said I'll read it out this is this type of language that's being used so he says if parents knew their children were being exposed to this type of material they would probably not let them go to school if someone proposed exposing a child to this material the parents would probably call the police because it sounds a lot like grooming work that a sexual predator might undertake it's fun. I mean, it's just, oh, fucking hell, you Corey, know. Yeah, Corey Bernardi has said equally horrible things. Yeah, it's it's just it's just crazy that, so really, it was just brought up over, like, it's just, why, why has it recently come to light? Just because certain groups have got a hold I of it? Think, has yeah, it been updated or something? I think maybe there was a little bit of attention that was gained after there was the, you know, inclusive formal yes. that um, yes. was happening, which I covered. So, yeah, really lovely. In Melbourne, there was a formal which was you know for anyone to come to so you can come with your boyfriend your girlfriend you know everyone's anyone. welcome yeah. and you'll feel comfortable and supported and this actually gained quite a bit of news because mm. a horrible anti well let's just call them a, a homophobic group yeah was trying to ruin the fun of these kids and was buying tickets to the formal to protect i'm putting this in little quotation to protect yeah kids from going anyway what happened out of this was a huge um, crowdfunding campaign was created by the formal to raise funds for kids that couldn't go because the tickets yeah. had been bought to yeah. be able to go. Yeah. And what ended up happening is so much money was raised that all of the kids can now go to for free and many more can go that wouldn't have been able to go before. It's really Incredible. great. Incredible. But yeah. that's the only, like, there's obviously heaps of other, like, oh, I reckon these MPs have been sitting on this for ages just waiting to explore them. But that's something, and that was... The people that were against it were against the whole safe schools program and so more has been come out about the safe school program and i think many people that actually don't have haven't even looked at what the program includes are just attacking it yeah because they want an excuse to be homophobic yeah. and transphobic and just i don't know yeah um, it's it's 
it's just it's just ridiculous that people in this modern day and age it's funny because you like you know we think we're moving towards more progressive society and all that but like you know there's so many ways australia is lacking and when an issue like this is brought up especially in the um like you know political perspective and legal perspective the homophobia and the transphobia really comes out of the woodworks, you know, and you really yeah, get to see it's the true nature of it. It's a really destructive time for LGBTIQ people at the moment. Like, they're actually, it's very depressing, all this talk, and it's a really scary preview of what's going to happen with the plebiscite, which has been discussed before, that, yeah, this planned plebiscite for Australians yes. to vote yes or no for marriage equality, which will probably will not lead to anything because it actually doesn't lead just, to any legislative change. Anyway, but out no. of this is going to come... Horrible, the Christian, like Marriage Alliance, all these people are going to come out and say that the way people are born and live is wrong. And yes. it's going to be very bad for the self-esteem and the mental health of all these people. And it's very sad and horrible. And this is yeah. a good preview of what the language is going to be like. Yes. Like, you're throwing the word sexual predator. I've seen the word um, pedophile thrown around. This is like the disgusting language that's used. But... Yeah. um. Yeah, so this program, people have just been jumping on the bandwagon, not knowing anything about the program, but saying, oh, it's bad. So Tony Abbott, our kicked out prime minister, has said that he thinks it's social engineering. Like, uh, <laughs> how do they think? And then even John Howard, our other rubbish, but really weirdly old. loved prime minister, he said that he was baffled by the program yeah. and just doesn't understand how it can exist. Probably, again, hasn't even looked at it. Yeah. So let's have a look at it. What is in this program and what does it propose and what is so controversial? Yeah. Okay, so it's mostly just promoting safety, inclusion and respect for gay, intersex and gender diverse students. What? Crazy. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is around language, which is not... That's not, not, not normal for schools. In schools, we would have lessons about, you know, language, but more to do, to do with racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And using like, the right yeah, words Yeah, we were taught not to be racist. Yeah. Yep. And now that's happening against homophobia. So, you know, the kids, and even like we probably did at school, we'd throw out around the term, that's gay. Yeah. So obviously that's yeah. that's one of the things going to be included now because in a, you know, contemporary time, that's not okay anymore. No. Yeah. When it was, it used to be just swept under the rug. Yeah. So how is this bad? Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's all it is doing is protecting vulnerable members of our society, and it's protecting a minority that quite often isn't recognised as a legitimate minority, but as a, like a like a mental problem or something. And it's funny that even in today's society, that the backlash against something like this is still classified as something that's addressing like a perversion or something that's not accepted and it just goes to show that people have still got a long way to go to realize that, that it's not and it's it's not even just about lgbtiqa people it's about gender as well so along with not using the terms that's gay it's also about kind of gender-based insults or you know using stereotypes like it will talk about how boys kind of have this i don't know pressure to feel you know be tough to yeah. not show emotion yeah. and girls are, are kind of perceived as very weak and emotional so it's kind of it's looking at these gender properties and saying you don't have to conform this way which is a great thing yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean especially when you look at the rates of suicide amongst men and the reasons for that is that they feel like they can't talk to anyone yeah they feel like they have to bottle up emotions so this is very important to tackle this early on yes um, Especially at this time where it's like kids are so unsure about themselves and their bodies. It's it's 
are such an amazing thing that even for people who aren't don't identify as queer to just have that acknowledgement of oh okay this is not weird if i'm having other thoughts or or feelings towards something else even if it's a passing phase it's or whatever at least that's not abnormal you yeah, know it's talked about it's spoken about openly so you yeah. don't feel like you just have to hide in a closet I mean, if you want to do that it's fine it's not, it's not telling people to yeah, come out it's saying live how you want and let's support one another. Yeah, there's which nothing is scary. not a crazy concept. For years, schools have been taught about racism, being xenophobic, being religiously intolerant. This is lessons that have been taught for years. And yeah. now we just put another group that's very stigmatized against and prejudiced against, and we just added that group. Is that controversial? I don't yeah. know how. Yeah. Okay, well, the principal, he spoke to the drum recently, and he said that, because um, they do the safe school program there, and they said that our uniform policy has a line in it that says that no item of clothing is gender exclusive. So the children are welcome to choose whatever item of clothing from the uniform list to wear. I mean, incredible. That sounds great, and it sounds yeah. like that's not even like that's like crazy to me. I mean, yeah, like as long as it's like appropriate. And you know what? This is the kind of thing that I've experienced firsthand um, in the workplace. So to have something like this being instated in schools at that age where people are so vulnerable and so unsure, I think that's such an incredible thing, you know? It's so good. And it just takes away that, you know, barrier. Yeah. Like for, you know, a trans girl growing up, you know, they're not comfortable in their body and they're yeah. not even able to reflect themselves in their clothes. That just adds another like pressure there of like you're not right, you can't be yourself even at school. Yeah. So this is all very healthy, yeah. wonderful things. Yes. And the important thing that comes down to it and that no one is saying is it's not a compulsory program. To act like this is some indoctrined, you know, agenda. Yeah. That doesn't make sense if it's not compulsory and it's not. <laughs> it's an opt-in program. Not all schools do it. Some do. Many are doing it because, and obviously, because the schools have looked into it, they're not idiots. We're talking about schools here. They're some of the smartest people that you'll ever encounter, and the rate of people doing it just shows that it's obviously needed. Like yeah. these principals at the school, they know what the problems are, and um, the crazy thing is, okay, so it's not compulsory, but if we think about our childhood and us being brought up, and what was compulsory, yep. was religious. Education. education. It was fr right from okay. What was the? Do you, do you remember what was the earliest? Oh, oh do you prep. I mean, in prep, prep in yeah. prep, we were talking about Christmas and Jesus and baby yeah. Jesus and yeah. all that. So it starts. Yeah. It starts early. And the crazy thing is that uh, one of the problems that, about this safe school thing is they're saying they're starting from the age of twelve, which is I mean, RE for us started from the age of like six. Oh, so much. Early. But yeah. saying that it started from the age of 12, yep. well, a lot of schools won't start it from the age of 12. They yeah. start it from the years 9 and 10, which is usually where things like social education come in. Yes. So, okay. anyway, back to RE. So, we all did RE. Yeah. Most Australian people that were brought up, up in, in our in day, our day yeah. and earlier did yeah. RE. Yeah. This was just the norm. Back in the day with religious education, it was it was expected. It was like an it was it was a compulsory thing that you had to opt out of, and it wasn't religious education of all religions. It was a religious it's education Christ of it was Christianity. Christianity. And I mean, my family is not religious at all. I'd probably say we're closest to being atheists. Yeah. And I would have to get a note from my dad, like a very detailed note of why I didn't I 
didn't want to go to those classes yeah. and why it was against my beliefs. Yeah. And so luckily I got out of them in my later years. But you needed a detailed note just to get out of it. Oh, absolutely. And, and this would... is a class which yeah. could have been filled with Catholics, mm -hmm. Muslims, <laughs> Jewish Jewish people, you know. And that didn't matter. You, We teach Christianity. Yes. And how is that inclusive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was. I mean, think about the stigma and everything of the other way around, when people opted out of that program for, for RE, it was, why are you not part of it? Why are you not doing this? What's wrong with you? You know, like it was, it was like a, an ex, like and a thing that you were vilified for. And it's not something that's consistent with Australia. We're not an overly religious country. No. And it's not something you need to know as a kid. It's not like I'll go through my life and be like, oh, yeah. I didn't learn about Jesus. Shit. What do I need about, you know, like, it's not something you need in your daily life. Obviously people of faith. Would disagree yeah but that's but that's all people of that's faith a, yeah of that faith as and well no offense but it is a choice being of faith is a choice being born a certain way is not a choice yeah and you know and the, the most crazy thing is you know learning christianity we would have and we probably didn't realize at the time but we would have been been indoctrinated with homophobic views totally that's totally. the crazy thing Lots and of that views, and, but yeah. that was fine yeah like that's cool yeah absolutely. um so and and to, it's important to note as well that we both went to public schools. This is not a private school thing. This no, is not. We didn't go to. We didn't go to Catholic. We didn't go to no religious Catholic schools. schools. Not really just base schools. This was public schools, and this is talking. We're talking primary school. It was yeah. instated as part of the school curriculum. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like an extra program, which a lot of these safe schools are. They're extra programs. Not a lot of them are just part of you know um your. What's the word? I've been in school for so long. Part of the the day. What's that called? Periods. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't part like, of your pe periods. This was like a class. Yeah. Like that uh, took up time. The time yes. you could have spent on maths. I remember, I remember it was every Thursday for anything. me. It was every Thursday. Yeah, and it, I think it was Thursday for me too. Yeah. I was like, yay, I get to just sit in a room with all the other and anti colorings. Oh, really? See, yeah. I remember it. See, I, I was... I was in those programs and I remember it. I remember my teacher, God, I remember there was, it was, she was this older lady and she was so specifically, she would, she, you know, we'd go through different parts of the Bible and she, you know, and it was quite scary at times, you know, going through what happens if you do this or do that or the And it's not a back and forth conversation either. No, like it's don't a, think in those days, yeah, if you argued like, oh, but what about this? They were yeah. like, no. No it's wrong. Almost propaganda the way it was taught in those Absolutely. schools. Absolutely. It's just so ironic, but that's because, like, it's because that's accepted. That's the norm. Like, that's okay to, to you know indoctrinate kids. But an opt-in program like Safe Schools, which you don't have to even be a part of, that's a problem. And it's addressing something that's so widespread that it's yeah. so disproportionately affecting yeah. LGBTIQA people. Yeah. Like, okay, let's go through some stats and like wonder what fucking Corey Bernardi can say about to these. Okay, so Beyond Blue has reported that non-heterosexual people face up to twice as many, much as abuse of violence as their heterosexual counterparts. So this includes physical, mental, sexual, and emotional abuse. Yeah. I mean, like when you compare that to, to heterosexual people, homosexual and bisexual people are twice as likely, and this is twice as likely to experience anxiety and three times as likely to experience depression and related disorders. When you think about with trans men and trans women, it's a very, it's an incredibly high statistic. It's 60% of trans men and 50% of trans women reported having depression. Um, and then and yeah, 60% of intersex people yeah. have reported having depression. That's six out of 10. That, 
it's important because this isn't actually age specific and the rates are much higher younger because that's when they're going through those uniformative yeah. years. You ask any person within the, LG, within the LGBTIQ community, I guarantee they will say going through school was some of the harder periods of their mm. life. 80% of homophobic bullying occurs at school. That's one of the statistics that was released by the Australian Human Rights Commission. Yeah. I mean, talking, I mean, there was a few very awesome articles that have come out of the, all this horribleness, which has been some people writing their personal story. There was one in the Herald Sun of their time at school and how horrible it was and how close they were to suicide. And if there was a program like this, say school program, that that would have helped so much. Yeah, it's crazy because people... The people who are protesting this are the people who think it's acceptable to bully people like mm. this. You know, I, th I think that's absolutely disgusting. Or they people. just l live in la-la land. <laughs> that yeah. They think this doesn't happen. Or maybe they think people deserve that. I don't yeah. know. They just... they. Oh, I just can't imagine them having like a gay son or a lesbian daughter and thinking this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just think they have no idea what they're talking about. No, it's just sad. So sad. So moving on to something a little bit more victorious and happy. Um, the... As we may have known, this is in American news now, um, that there was this thing in South Dakota called the Bathroom Bill, and there was this, all, all this drama about the idea that um, the actual bill itself said that, um, the, that for public school students, um, regardless of you know how they identify, they had to use the toilets in the facilities based on the chromosomes and anatomy of their birth. That was what the bill entailed. So that went through um, the South Dakota um, House of Representatives and everything, and the actual um, governor vetoed the bill. So yay for that because yeah. that means it's 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 null and void and it can't be you know processed and, and that, gone through. All that would do is just reinforce transphobia. Exactly. Like, I, I even was reading things about the idea of um, you know gender checks and things. So ge like as, uh, not gender checks, genital checks and things like oh, that. It's, it's just disgusting. It's this police it's, state. It's so horrifying. I mean, that would just encroach on people's personal freedom. I mean, it's insane to think about that. And okay, going on to another topic we wanted to discuss. Yes. So well, anyway, yay for that. Um, so. Now, there was another little piece of news that's actually sort of semi-local to us, but not in the same country. Indonesia. Um, very recently, there has been a bill passed um, in with through Indonesia from the coming from the Indonesian Broadcasting Commission, also known as the KPI, and they um, they issued a directive on Tuesday um, saying after they received some complaints from viewers that they're now going to ban effeminate men on Indonesian TV. So no more RuPaul, no more no more what guys dancing how are they going to judge that as well like, yeah like is that where, where, what's the scale yeah oh is that a girly gesture is this a girly gesture is yeah. spirit fingers a girly gesture yeah hmm the directive specifically actually banned and they've they actually come up with a list um so men wearing feminine fashion men wearing feminine makeup but not all makeup mind you feminine body language exhibited by men including walking style, sitting style, hand gestures, and other behaviours. Men speaking in a feminine way, depicting justifications or promoting that men can behave effeminately. So that is vague as all hell. Um, depicting a man greeting another man in ways that were supposed to be for women. So I guess what, no kissing kisses, on the cheeks? Kisses on the cheeks. So they, what do they have to do? Like just punch each other or something? Like is that, yeah. like that's the, is, that, is that masculine enough? Yeah. And finally, de depicting terminologies and colloquial terms that are often used by feminine, uh, feminine males. So, you know, girlfriend and that kind of thing. It's, yeah. yeah. So it's, the weird thing is it's kind of, it's enforcing 
heteronormative behavior but yeah. you can i mean you can be a trans woman but you have to be 100 percent a woman yeah so if you're a trans woman you have to be a woman if you're a trans what about trans men well you'd have to be totally passable i assume yeah you couldn't be anything so, between so drag queens apparently are totally out yeah no drag queens and then any gay men any gay men are not 100 percent mask yeah and like a little bit more femme or campy or whatever they're yeah. gonna call it yeah they have to just um what's the word push down push that down and not show it <laughs> interestingly enough it's not the other way around as well it's not um say like I don't know, say, um, gay women are demonstrating masculine traits. It's all about how we have to put down the effeminate and how that is a bad thing, apparently, in their society. And, you know, for men to betray their gender in that way, you know. And it's kind of indicative of the larger trend in some, yeah, like, homosexual communities mm. to kind of stigmatise and separate themselves from the femme homosexual. Yes. It was actually quite interesting because um, as I was reading through some of these articles, there was certain discussions, you know, in the comment feeds and things about, um, you know, people's experience with the trans community um, and their, you know, and the gay community within Indonesia, you know, the, the both which are incredibly oppressed, but also sort of uh, quite often we hear about, say, the um, transphobia that, that is demonstrated within the gay community, you know, no femme, you know, like mask for mask, this whole idea that, you know, I want to date a man. Yeah, if well, I'm, you'll you know, see. Yeah, you'll that see that on Grindr. Not, see, oh, not that Grindr. you're ever on Grindr. But Grindr uh, is a perfect place to demonstrate that. Yeah. It's I think exactly we've discussed right. this once before. Yeah, when they actually say no femme. Yeah. Like, nope. No, nah, not into feminine men. Like I want to date a man, not a not a girl. So it's all this bullshit about like reinforcing the binary. And it's actually interesting because when I was going through these comments, um, there was you know this discussion about how the trans community themselves, it, rather than it being the other way around where the gay people like the gay community are being transphobic, the trans community being homophobic. So um, one um, user actually said that um, from their experience, some of the trans, um, in the transgender community in Indonesia, they've um, experienced homophobia um, and that some agree that gay men and lesbians should get conversion therapy. So it's that idea that, you know, you either are one or the other. It's that reinforcement of the binary, you know? Yeah, it's heteronormativity. Yeah. So yeah, if you're gonna like guys you have to be a woman yes. or a trans woman yes and the reverse obviously yeah so yeah it's, it's 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 a funny thing because i've actually never really considered that aspect i, I suppose it, it would be not something that would be incredibly common but homophobia in the trans community is such an, an interesting idea and i think there's also i mean there's transphobia in a ho in the in the gay community. Yeah, in the gay community. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, I reckon so, that's much more common, though. I would say the other way around would be only in these areas, maybe where legislation and, and law is more accepting, almost, of trans community. You know, some parts yeah. of the Middle East are actually, they help um, support trans people in their transition. I think that's in... Um, it wouldn't be all uh, many no, areas no, 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 in the no. Middle East. It's not. Um, uh -huh. We'll get back to you on that. But it's um, there is actually a part of the... There is... I should it's not in India? No, it's not in uh, India. Um, but anyway, they actually, um, like, they w uh, help assist people transitioning because they feel like that's more legitimate than actually being gay, which is, mm. you know, defiling and being pervert. And, you know, it's it's a very weird sort of perspective. So It's I, just people wanting to put people in a clear, defined box. Yeah, of that binary. Yeah. A or B. What are you? 
you know. There's no in-between. Speaking of which, um, and following on from um, homophobia in the trans community, if we actually touch on transphobia in the hands the trans community, hands community, in the hands community. Um, I'm in the hands community Everyone right has, yeah. We're all in the hands community. Don't be anti-hands. Um, yeah, but no, there is, there is actually a legitimate thing of transphobia, internalised transphobia in the trans community. And I think that's incredibly common, but a particular part of that, which I was very fascinated with, is a, is a, a it's sort of a sub, um, sort of culture within trans people, which is called trans medicalism. And trans medicalists believe that unless you are transitioning, you know, like as, you know, a transsexual, you, you've, you've gone through gender dysphoria, you've gone through all the proper channels and you are receiving hormone therapy and you're receiving this and you're, you're going to completely move from one end of the binary to the other. If you're not part of that, then you're not a legitimate trans person. And I use that word legitimate trans people. And the crazy thing is, I mean, this is what a lot of the broader population think. You know, and they're usually thought as the enemy, the ones that aren't educated. But these people are completely educated. They've gone through it. Yeah, they're they're living that life. Yes. Yet they still judge others. It's interesting. I think it's fascinating, and that's a very interesting point to touch on because I actually found a quote um, online which was sort of um, discussing trans medicalists. I think it was actually from Rational Wiki. So it was just uh, it was this massive article all about trans medicalism and everything, and. In this particular piece, it said that trans medicalists feel contemptuous of people who are going through transition when they do not apparently need to. I don't know how that, you know, qualifies, but much as a person who accidentally loses their legs might feel contemptuous of someone who appears to have chopped off their legs on purpose, they see transgenders as relatively privileged size people who are appropriating the trans identity while further stigmatizing actual, actual in brackets, trans people. So this is people that don't fully transition. People who yeah. don't fully transition are appropriating transsexualism. So it's all or nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So like unless you are, you know, um, psychologically evaluated as a transsexual, not necessarily transgender, but transsexual. So someone who's, you know, making that move from one end of the, you know, to, you know, M to F or F to M, you're not legitimate. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is what Caitlyn Jenner kind of hinted at, mm. which we covered at, at, at great length in yeah. our Caitlyn Jenner episode. If you haven't listened to it, God damn it, listen to it next. But um, yeah, it's 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 a weird thing because it is what some you know ignorant people think already, and for that to yeah. be you know present within its own community, it's very sad. It is very sad, and I, it's it's. I actually got thinking about it after um, seeing a trans person who I follow on um, Facebook. Um, make a video about how you know she's frustrated by the idea that trans people are just looking like you know trans people as in like gender queer you know um, gender fluid bi gender a gender these people have apparently in her mind are just looking for oppression points and I think it's an incredibly narrow-minded way of thinking because so and, what do you mean? So, so as in like um, people who aren't legitimately trans, so who are not medically transitioning, are just looking for um, what, like ways to get sympathy. Sympathy. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so oppressed. No one wants that. No one. No one would ident actively go. I really want to be oppressed so I can cry about it because uh, uh, you go. It, ta it takes away the extremely painful, traumatic experience of gender reassignment surgery mm. like that like that is a very traumatic thing for someone to go through and we it's not everyone wants not that. everyone yeah it shouldn't have to do that it's no. very it's very expensive yep. it's very painful 
and a lot of risks. It, and yeah, so risky. Yeah, so and many so risks. it's quite like not every, it's not for everyone. You can't stand in their shoes and tell them what yeah. to do with their own body. It's yeah, it is just sad because it's it's this sort of um, sense of contempt towards people who fall outside the binary, and I think it's that, and that's where we talk about internalized transphobia. It's just it is it's just a very sad situation where people. And it's sad to say trans people, some trans people need to open their minds a little bit. Yeah. Who who identifies trans men? Obviously, this is a minority. This is a very small minority but, as well. Yeah. It's not, and they're actually, um, um, interestingly enough, I've actually seen this phrase being thrown around on Tumblr, which is where this whole trans-medicalist phenomenon has come to prominence, of this idea of being a true scum. And a true scum is someone who is identifies as a trans-medicalist, and someone who says that, oh, are you genderqueer? Oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not real trans. You have no idea what it's like to be trans. So that person who would say that would be a true scum. Mm. And that's a derogative term. So was it true? True scum, yeah. T r u s c u m, s c u m, yeah. True what scum. That, what does that stand for? Well, it's like size scum, you know, where it's like uh, size scum is like people who are like um, trans misogynistic and things. Yeah, like well, that. I know the Society for Cutting Up Men. That scum term was like a radical feminist term. So I, I wonder uh, if that's what oh, it's from. It yeah, was, yeah wasn't Society it? for Cutting Up Men. Yes, uh-huh. with the manifesto and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's probably going with that. Well, yeah. it probably is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how Tumblr can has such a big influence on, uh, you know, gender and all that kind of thing. We probably could talk about that in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Okay. Good news. Um, oh, Chaitlin. Ch- Chaitlin. Yeah. I love Chaitlin Jenner. I like Channing Tatum and Caitlin Chaitlin. Yeah. Um, Caitlyn Jenner has been announced as a new kind of representative, representative for Mac. Yeah, um, which is very cool. We kind of saw it coming. We're like, yes. it's like if she's going to do any makeup, you know, collaboration, we thought it's got to be Mac. I mean, yeah, they're the they're most kind of open, open and well, they're first. They champion, you know, you know, diversity and yeah. everything. Yeah, they really do. Their first, I mean, their first mascot was RuPaul back in '94. I think so you know it's it's very cool and I think I, have you seen the color I think you've described it yeah. I thought it would be like an old lady color because <laughs> her makeup's very like older lady style yeah yeah but it's uh, it's quite it's not it's a pretty yeah color. it is pretty it's like uh, dark pink yeah it's sort of like a um, cross between a red and a pink you know it's that really soft, soft I would describe it as like a medicine pink I don't know it's a weird I don't know <laughs> yeah I think uh, it will go it'll go mental yeah, it's it's going to go I, I, and it will sell out in like a day. I'm going to buy it, yeah, for sure. Um, so, something fun in Australia right now, this weekend, Mardi Gras. Yeah, so yes. um, Sydney Gay and Lisbon Mardi Gras is happening. Woo! The big parade. Yes. Um, we will be there in spirit. Yes. I mean, last year we actually, do you remember we actually reported live from the we Mardi did. Gras? Yeah, it was Also pretty... in spirit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're spiritual We would not podcast. be in spirit if we were in money. <laughs> yes. That's lacking. stay in Sydney at the time of the Mardi Gras is like staying in New York at the time of New Year's Eve. It's crazy and it's so expensive. We yeah. will go one year. I, I, it's a rite of passage, I feel like. That I should oh, do. It'll be amazing. You know? Yeah. When we have money, we will go. Uh, yeah. We'll plan it next year. I'd love to cover it for an interview, then maybe I'll go for a fee. And I will be your five plus one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, exciting times. And that's. It's strangely kind of contrasted with this horrible stuff happening at the moment with safe schools because to the world we seem like such an inclusive country. Yeah. And then locally at home, we're discussing this horrible, like, should, you know, kids 
get to like learn about yeah. the existence of yeah. LGBT people and yeah. being more inclusive. That's happening at home, yeah. so it's quite this weird contradiction. It is. I think that's probably why um, Mardi Gras is so vivacious as well, is because we have that element of. I mean, that's probably why it initially was so, you know, widespread. It's because of that sense of oppression, you know. So it might be a massive party this year because there's all these other issues and people are like, yay, gay. Yeah, I know you can treat her worse. She's she's here at the moment. That's so cool. I love her. Um, Oh yeah, speaking of Eurovision, Dami Im, we support yes. you. Yes. Well, first I was like, maybe, but now, no, she's grown on me. Totally. Yeah. I yeah, think, I think she'll kill it. Just to explain what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, Dami, so Australia's going to Eurovision again. Because, yay. We'll do an episode. We'll definitely talk about Eurovision. We're all about it. Yes. Um, And they've just selected, so last year was Guy Sebastian. This year is Dami Im. Yes. Um, she's she's cool. She's very cool. I've um, seen her live. Yeah, she she was in a shopping centre. Yeah, she's it was a pretty, pretty big she's a pretty deal. Big hit. She did sing in a shopping centre. Yeah, I think she mostly does that. But now yeah. she's doing Eurovision. Well, okay. For anyone who has never heard of Dummy Im, for example, go on YouTube and have a look for her song Super Love and imagine her performing that at Eurovision. It yeah, it's, a, it's such a Eurovision it song. Totally fit. It's called Super Love, and super the lyrics love. the lyrics are. You've got that super love. We've got super love. Um, Let's get super love. That's such a Eurovision song. Yeah, um, it's she's, perfect. She dresses like very avant-garde. She dresses very crazy. Yeah. She's got a bit of Korean influence there, which is always wonderful. Yeah. And she can fucking sing like. Oh, she can belt a nose. Yeah. So all the ingredients there could be very like a very delicious Eurovision. Plan. Pie. <laughs> pie. Yeah. And we look forward to eat the Eurovision pie. We will enjoy it. And we will share the pie with you in due course. So yeah, go Dami, good Ooh. luck, I reckon she'll, as long with the right song, that's the important thing, yeah. with the right song, she could be amazing. Yeah. But um, okay, what we're talking about, Mardi Gras, oh, Ooh. Conchita Worst. Okay, Conchita yes. Worst, she's just been here. And she said that she was surprised to get to Australia and realised that we're not a particularly, you know, tolerant country. I don't think she even knew that we didn't have gay marriage here. Yeah. So from outside, she's seeing that we have the Mardi Gras, we're all like, just love everyone, but you get here, you're like, oh yeah, we are like living in the Stone Age and we don't have marriage equality yet. Yeah. So it inter that, yeah, that like perception versus how it is Very here interesting. is interesting. Yeah. I love her. She's perpetually beautiful. Ah, oh, she's wonderful. Oh, she, well, the, the, the segue there was that she announced who the Australian rep for Eurovision, which was yeah. at Damien. That was my little segue in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I love her. That was my segue. Yes. So let's um, talk about... Um, oh, we have we to do, do our catch-up. Catch we haven't done that in a while. No, We so, forget. Okay. <laughs> it's a segment sometimes. And she's absent. Oh, no, um, she's sleeping. She got tired. Oh, yeah. Buffy. Buffy's been around. If yeah. I could get her to come out, we can show you this, like, we've, we've taught her a trick. She knows, oh, well. she knows a certain word... Which is a special word. Shall that we try we to say, do it? Um, Buffy, come out! She's Buffy. Just, oh, she's in a carrier case. She's a little like, a little hut of confidence. Yeah. Oh, speaking of hut of, hut of confidence, she has this box that she's obsessed with. Yeah. It's a box that um, look at the box because it has had a fan in it because they're fucking dying in Australia at the moment in the heat. Mm. Um, and it's her favorite box. We call it a box of confidence. <laughs> it's kind of a bit yeah. of a Jackson Galaxy. We watch a lot of um, Cat from Hell here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a box of confidence. She goes in when she's feeling a bit scared. There's new people around. In the box she goes. Yeah. And she purrs up a storm. She's yeah. so happy with herself in that box. She loves it. She so you're yeah, like, into your box of confidence, Buffy. She doesn't fit. She sort no. of flops into it. It falls and over. And it falls over. And she's still like, oh. She's like in it, yeah. Um, hey, Buffy, come here. Okay. I'll say the special word and see if she responds. Dinner. 
Dinner? Oh. Out she comes. Here she comes. Dinner? Dinner? What? Dinner? Oh, now I feel bad. Uh, now she's on my lap and she's, she's confused. I feel like I should feed her even though it's only like one o'clock over here in Australia. Yeah. But um, yeah, she likes dinner and then I've taught her, the, taught her the weird breakfast. And biscuits. Oh, she's sitting very cute and quietly on biscuits. my lap right now. Oh, yes. baby. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So, what okay, else? other cat related stories. Um, She started peeing on my sister's bed. Which was She nice. used to pee on my bed. Um, yeah, why? It's always she's met her. someone else. Yeah, <laughs> seems. she's moved on. Um, yeah, she used to pee on my bed every time I like washed my sheets because they didn't smell like her. Yeah. And so my sister bought some new sheets, so every time she pees on them, um, we work out how to stop that. No, we need some type of citrus. I used to like keep a, a lemon in my room. If anyone knows as any you tips, do. let well, us know. I, yeah, I kept a lemon in my room, and I would squeeze a lemon over my sheets every so often. Yeah, which looks very strange to anyone sleeping over. I'm like, this is what I do at night. Yeah, um, <laughs> she like blesses the bed I'm with like, a fruit. I squeeze the lemon. Yeah. Um, so speaking of weird rituals and things that you do, um, you've got a couple of little songs that you like to sing to Buffy. No, I don't. Yes. Lies, uh, lies, you know lies. what? I have heard you on multiple occasions by yourself singing two little ditties. Uh, I'm I... a writer. I spend so much time alone <laughs> and a lot of that time I do sing to my cat. <laughs> so. <laughs> the life of a writer. Yeah. Or a crazy cat lady. You know, you, you be the dip. judge. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a couple songs. All right. So what's your first one? Well, the gist of my songs, <laughs> well, when it's dinner time, I do sing to her. <laughs> I sing, dinner time for lovely girls. Oh my God. As we walk down the stairs, yeah. as we wrote, she, she knows the word dinner. I won't say it too Don't loud. Don't say it too loud. I also occasionally just <laughs> express my love for her where I sing to her, how I love you, how I love you, how I love you. So... Yeah, yeah, I don't that's even know. about it. Well, you know what? Um, it's funny that you mentioned that actually, because there's been multiple occasions where I've actually caught you um, singing these things when you have not realised I've been there, and I've actually uh, captured a couple of these just no, candidly no, while you've been no, singing no. on audio. <laughs> so um, I've actually compiled them together and made a little bit of a a, a, um, a track. So here's the debut I'm of <laughs> this is her new hit single, Tara Watson. Um, you know, Tazawaza, Crazy Cat Lady, and it will be on iTunes soon. It won't, it, it won't be. Um, here it is. It's called, what, how, would you like to do the intro? Please, no. <laughs> and here we go. How I love you, how I love you, how I love you. How I love you, how I love you, how I love you. Dinner time for lovely girls. Dinner time for lovely girls. I love you. Dinner time for lovely girls. I love you. I love you. Dinner time for lovely girls. I love you. How I love you. How I love you. How I love you. Oh my god, that was absolutely amazing. You're, when are you going on tour? You're a weirdo. <laughs> I'm the weirdo. Don't speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um, yeah, Buffy's sweet and cute, very demanding. Yeah, as usual. She's a little diva. Yeah. Um, what's news with you? You have a couple possible promotions happening. Yes, at the said workplace where I work. Um, and I also, uh, which is fun, you know, because all I do is work and sleep and eat. I think that's it for 
a show. That's we've wrapped around. Oh well, I haven't gone through my news. But oh, I what have, is your news? Have you I don't have any. Ah, well, you're doing well, stuff. Well, I do things. Well, what are you writing for lately? I well, I, I don't know if I can. I'll just say I'm writing for a few things, a yeah. few exciting projects happening. Yes. Doing reviews. Melbourne Comedy Festival's coming up this month, which is a good time to get free your tickets. Yeah, yeah. So I have some reviews coming up, which you might be my plus one for. I'm never saying if no to that. Reinvest me. Oh, yeah, I'll just yeah. pay for the ticket. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I'm writing, doing a bit of um, pop culture stuff for a website, which mm -hmm. is exciting. Yeah. And design related magazine. Yes. So a few things happening, which yes. is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Oh yeah, plug. Okay. So you can follow me. Probably best. I'm all. I'm all about Twitter. So follow me at Tara S Watson, Buffy. You can follow her on Instagram at Buffy underscore round. Which is R E O W? Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm mainly Instagram. Um, you can catch me on YouTube. However, I um, have not put out anything for like four it's months. It's very inactive. I just, oh, it's, I'm just in a hiatus moment. Old videos. Yeah, but they're good. So stay tuned. Um, both of those you can find me at David K D. So look at me on Instagram or YouTube. D A V I D K D A V E Y. Yes. Okay. Well, that's pretty much everything. Okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back. Hopefully, yeah, we'll be back next month. We will make yeah. a month, once a month. We're going to do go back to our once a month. We've been a bit lazy over the Chrissy period. But we'll move but, forward. Yes. And we're we'll motivated. We're going to, like, take on the world. We're going <laughs> to punch in the air and... But not in a feminine fashion because then we would be closing up our Indonesian viewers. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Just in very masculine very ways. Very masculine push-ups and doing karate chops beers, you know, and, yeah, drinking beer. Motocross. You know, getting some ass yeah you know talking about like knockers yeah i like them knockers i love them <laughs> cool all right okay. well, bye g'day mate that's, that's, what... that's a hello oh okay what a what a aussie guy say to say goodbye I don't know. fuck off cunt yeah <laughs> that. I said, yeah okay fuck off cunt fuck off cunt